Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Mental Health in Youth from a Teen's Perspective. Today, we're going to be introducing mental illness, what it is, and what it looks like. So, I'm Lily. I'm Brooks. I'm Camila. And I'm Haley. So, the first topic we're going to be going into is the definitions of mental illness and what that sort of, you know, the phrase mental illness like what does it refer to and so i'm going to start off um asking you guys like what do you think mental illness looks like for you like what or what do you think of when you hear the words mental illness i personally think of just normal people normal people normal teenagers because like some people hide it more than others and it can also be an anyone anyone can have mental illness Yeah, I mean, when I think of mental illness, I guess the most common things I think of are, like, depression and anxiety, because those are the most common. Um, Haley, what do you define as depression? What do I define as depression? Hmm. Um, I mean, I think that it can look different for every person, you know? Um, I think that whatever like whatever degree of depression you may be suffering from i think that it feels very present in whoever may have it and even if somebody has it like worse than another person obviously like the person who has it less bad than the other person isn't necessarily going to know that so i think that i think that um a lot of people you know don't necessarily suffer from depression, but suffer from just being sad sometimes and like anxiety. And I think that everybody suffers um, to an extent in their lifetime. And I think that it's just different for every person. So I, I don't really think there's one clear way to define it. Gotcha. So what I kind of hear you saying is that depression comes in different forms for different people. And so the signs could be different for from one person to the next. Yes, and everybody experiences it very differently too. Gotcha. And so why do you guys think that mental wellness is uh, so important to understand as a society? What is really, how does this affect us? Well, I think one of the main things is just the sheer size of the population that struggles with mental illness and um I guess when such it's affecting so many people it's just important to talk about recognize and treat early on like no matter like how much like no matter whether you decide to believe in or believe in mental illness or not the, re- the thing is, like, it's our reality. It's a science, and it's like, it's, like, scientifically proven and everything that mental illness exists and can deeply affect people in negative ways, and it's just a solution. It's a problem that we need, a, we need solutions for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I would say, like, everyone kind of deserves to feel, like, safe and comfortable and be able to complete the daily tasks that they need to be able to do as a human being. And I think the problem is mental illness can often get in the way of a lot of those things. So 
finding the ways to help these people and get them to a place where they want to be and be able to do the things that they want to do is definitely the most important thing uh, in terms of mental illness as a whole and how it is in society, just to create better functioning uh, human beings that can uh, be happier. It's a basic, like, human right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I kind of think that mental illness is a lot like physical illnesses and that the way that a lot of them um, come and go. And you can treat some of them, but then they can also come back. It's not like it's gone forever once you may have, like, quote-unquote treated it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's also important to recognize that people's mental state can change at any given time and it's important to do our part in trying to prevent people who seem like really innately happy and try to prevent that from like going to a darker place Mm -hmm. yeah and that kind of just goes back to what we were saying before like you don't really know what someone's going through and someone could tell you that they have depression and at one point in their life, but and then they don't have it now. And then they could just get it or it could come back, I guess, later on, like what you're saying, Haley. Yeah, so I think uh, this would be good to lead into talking about, you know, stigma uh, around mental illness and how this is society often view mental illness as something different than just, you know, uh, like a break, a broken arm or broken leg. We see people mental illness a lot of times as, you know, scary or you know, we don't understand it. And, um, it's, uh, definitely something people don't like to talk about. So what, how do you guys see the stigma and like what sort of stigmatizing words do you think are damaging for the mental health uh, movement and community? Well, first of all, just, like, at school when I'm talking to friends, I often hear people say things that kind of, I guess, downplay the severity of mental illness. And so people will kind of use words like, um, they'll say, like, I'm so OCD when referring to just being, like, organized. But in reality, there could be someone around them who's actually suffering from OCD or they have OCD and it's interfering with their daily life and their quality of life. So I just think that sometimes people say things that are in a sense like disrespectful or like undermining um, the real struggles that people are facing every day. So something else I've heard people say is like, I have PTSD from like that class, if they're referring to maybe, like, their history class. Um, And so when people say this, they're taking away the value from the actual mental illness where someone with PTSD could um, actually, like, be getting these flashbacks from their traumatic experiences and actually not being able to complete their daily tasks. Well, genuinely suffering, right? Instead of just like, oh, I had a bad day. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm going to take it to an extreme. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think, um, Haley and Camila? Like, what what stigmatizing words, uh, you know, have been damaging uh, that you've seen? 
use? Um, I actually kind of, this is kind of talking on like the flip side of what Lily was saying, um, which I think is like completely valid. And I think that's very true. Um, but I think also sometimes people can make it seem like super serious, which it is. But I think when people sometimes think of it as that way, they think of the person as like less than human or like it, it make it not normalized acting around their friends. If like they're walking on like their tiptoes or something, they right. don't want to like make them even more sad or something. When in reality, I, I think that can kind of make it worse. You know, I think that people just want to understand others mm-hmm. and they want to be understood. And I don't think that people need to avoid others with mental illnesses. And I don't think that people need to like act different around them as they do with other people just because they may have a mental illness. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to treat people with mental illnesses the same as they would a different friend who doesn't have one. Okay. So you're kind of saying that like, um, kind of tiptoeing around the problem is adds to the problem. So it's kind of like counterproductive. Yeah. You're saying we should like address it. It's just going to make the other person feel worse. Okay. That makes sense. And this whole, like, you know, stigmatizing of mental illness has been a long occurring theme throughout history. And mental illness does have a very colorful past in the way that it's been treated and seen. So, um, Haley, uh, how has mental illness sort of existed in the past? Okay. So, mental illness in the past, um, it was... In the past, it was more considered, like, if somebody had, like, a very severe mental illness that was very visible, I would say, um, those people would be treated in, like, asylums and in isolation, and I'm saying, like, treated in quotation marks because those people weren't actually treated because nobody knew anything about mental illness, um, and honestly, arguably, like, those people probably got worse, um, in such horrible places. (laughs) Um, But as time went on, it slowly became something that, like, wasn't seen as, like, quote-unquote bad or, um, like, unhuman. And it became something that people realized was in a lot of different people, including themselves. And it happens, mental illness comes in different forms, different degrees, and... Um, people who have really severe mental illnesses, especially like those, those people should really be treated properly and not in asylums, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and should get help. Yeah. Yeah. And although like, I think just overall, especially in like the last five years, I'd say, um, just, like, the awareness around mental illness has increased so much. Like, even in movies, TV shows, books, those kinds of things, you just see it a lot more. People are a lot more open about it, which I think just benefits everyone. So, yeah. Uh, Camila, do you know of any, like, TV shows or Yeah, so, um, especially with, like, 
between like TV shows and well not TV shows but like movies and books that that like have like young adults and teens that like have more young adult and teen focused audience. <laughs> Are you okay? You alright? <laughs> Yeah, I'm alright. Um, <laughs> um, but movies like Inside It Out, Girl Interrupted, Silver Lines Playbook, Perks of Being a Wallflower is such a huge one that talks about mental illness. Um, and an upcoming one called Words on Bathroom Walls. Those are all movies that talk about all types of mental illnesses from PTSD, schizophrenia, and like. And then there's those, like, books, such as Turtles All the Way Down, Challenger Deep, and, like, Fish in a Tree, and some of those, like, that I have even read, like, in the past, and that have really educated me on, like, how everyone deals with, like, mental health differently, and how we can't, like, judge everyone based off of, like, our own experience or by someone we know's experience, because everyone just deals with it so differently, and, like, some people, I know that, like, some people, like, accuse other people of not having that mental illness because um, they don't, it isn't, like, because they don't deal with it. Or it's not, like, in the their experience with it hasn't been the same with their own personal experience with or with someone they know's personal experience making them doubt them when they say they have mental illness and are looking for help. But in reality, just everyone deals with it differently, and I feel like that's a big part of, like, the mental illness is like a negative stigma that we need to um, work on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you too um, about your uh, the media and how it can be represented. And so you said like the way you see a lot of these different movies, it has helped you. Um, you know, it's a good representation of mental illness and helps you understand it in a better light and be more understanding. But how do you think someone from some sort of like a different background someone who's older grew up in a uh in more of a society or type of thing where mental illness is treated more as a pseudoscience or books your mic's off working Okay, so something else that I think that is valuable to mention is that um, just the levels. We're back. Okay, sorry, I'm back. Okay, Um, you can talk about. Essentially, I just wanted to ask you, Camila, like how you think someone from a place where psychology and psychiatry is viewed more as a pseudoscience would see these movies and depictions of mental illness, or you know, well, this question goes for everyone too, but. Well, um, of course, people are going to have different perspectives on it, especially when it comes to, like, because every culture and every country has a different overall perspective in society about mental illness. But what I really think these movies and books really do is movies and books are just so, so like, universal that, um, that, like, anyone can interpret them to their own but the thing is with mental illness it's really hard to like look at someone's story and interpret it differently in a sense when it states its symptoms it's like when it states its difficulties and I feel like that's why like movies and books are so important and um 
spreading the message that mental illness is a real thing. And I know that like religion and um, cultures like do play a part in the negative stigma of mental illness. But I feel like we are slowly breaking those barriers through this, through these um, movies and books. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So I think uh, we should get ready to wrap up. So um, um, I have one other point I kind of want to talk about. That's oh, yeah, okay. go ahead. So, um, something that I think Haley mentioned before is that um, the levels of anxiety and depression, especially in young people, have risen a lot over the last, like, decade, the last few years. So, do you guys think that's due to, like, circumstances that young people are being put in or more due to increased awareness about mental illness? Both. I think social media has a big um, influence on teen mental health. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, definitely would be a, a mixture of both. I, I think also just the added awareness of mental illness, um, just having that uh, and, you know, sort of creating an environment where it's less of a bad thing can encourage some people to sort of see mental illness and, you know, this can be kind of a controversial thing, but using it to paint themselves as more, you know, I guess unique or uh, explaining a lot of their issues that they have from mental illness and using that as sort of their shield from criticism. Mm -hmm. And so in a lot of cases, uh, this does not happen. In most cases, when someone says they have a mental illness, they do have. Um, But I also think just the way uh, media helps to uh, show off mental health as uh, a, a thing uh, leads into that issue of, you know, claiming victimhood and things of that sort. Yes, most definitely. Uh, but, yeah, the environment uh, that we live in today, I think, definitely increases a lot of uh, uh, the things to, to end up having mental illness it happens a lot more often now we have you know we're all stuck in our own homes um mm-hmm. things like this uh really can be degrading on your mental health social media like you said is also very damaging and i think a lot of it builds up to create uh this society where kids end up having more mental health issues than they should and that's what we're going to talk about next time <laughs> yeah so in our next episode We are going to dive deeper into um, mental health and how social media affects mental health because that's something that I think we all can attest to. It's influenced all of our lives and everyone we know. So tune in to the next episode of our podcast and thank you all for listening. Audio yourself. Bye. Bye.